talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season two, episode 20, Reunited. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited. Yeah, this is called Reunited. And I would say it's basically a Gala Mitch heavy episode to me. Yeah. And you know, it's the, the title really doesn't make that much sense to me because no, nobody gets reunited in this episode. <laughs> no. Well, Andy gets reunited with Tim, except it's in her head. <laughs> it's not really there. The only thing that I could think of where that would make sense is maybe in the beginning of the episode when literally everybody is watching the movie together. Yeah. That's the only thing. The only time they're reunited is literally because everybody is all together all at once. Which hasn't happened in a really long time. Not so, since the dance episode. Yeah. So it's the only thing I could think of why that title might make sense. It definitely has nothing to do with Gail and Mitch. Well, no, it, yeah, it's Gail and Mitch's song. But I don't understand it either. It was, yeah, it's weird. It. It's so anyway. funny. From A Perfect Wedding On um, of this season are such a blur to me from like when I saw them back then. Because I even said to you earlier, I remembered nothing about the restaurant scenes in this episode i did not remember the whole plot with gal and mitch and them trying to get them together or the or nicole being at the restaurant i don't remember any of that but i did remember andy having like a breakdown and seeing tim but other than that i was like i don't remember this (laughs) at all i forget which point i got to where i remembered the restaurant scene because i completely forgot that jen stays with Dawson like at the Leary's because she's kicked out of Graham's house I forgot that's where she went to it makes sense that's where she went to I forgot about it until this episode obviously it just happened but still I think when it really started to to kind of hit home was um when Dawson and Joey got there and like he made a reservation here Mm -hmm. his dad pretty much took his reservation unbeknownst to everybody (laughs) um and I'm like oh yeah I remember that, but I completely forgot about the Gale thing until uh, they burnt whatever was they were cooking. The pot roast. <laughs> right. And then, you know, these, we see them in the street walking into the restaurant. I'm like, oh, this episode. It was smart, though. I thought it was it was, it was clever to get them all together mm-hmm. um, and the conflict with the teacher and the kids. But um, I was rooting for Joey. I was rooting for her. Everything that she said. It was fantastic because this teacher needs to be called out on her bullshit. Yeah, I I don't like her at all. Jimmy she's such she's such a bitch. I don't get it. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good episode though. I didn't mind it. I um I don't remember what happens after this though. I started watching the beginning of the next episode, and I honestly like I, I said I don't remember any of it. So I don't know how we're gonna get to the finale, which is in two episodes i think we have changes after this and then we have parental discretion advice and then we're into season three i was like holy shit we're almost done we're almost done this where the where did the time go it's so bizarre season two we're We're almost done done. i'm so excited because i love season three i don't remember any of it except eve and michael pitt comes on the show so eve the character eve who's played by one of the sweet valley high twins (laughs) 
sure Brittany Brittany Daniel I believe her name is do you not remember that show oh you're probably so young there was a Sweet Valley High TV series on it would be on like after school like I would come up from school and it was played by the Daniel twins Brittany Daniel and her sister I forget what her name was Cynthia Daniel and Brittany Daniel Brittany's the one who does a lot more work than Cynthia I never see Cynthia in anything the seasons when Joey and uh Pacey kind of start to develop feelings but this one has true love and true love is my like one of my favorite is it the boat one true well yeah it's the name of the boat I love true love and true love came out on my birthday really yeah it released on the 24th of May in the year 2000 which is just so bizarre because it's like my favorite episode off of Dawson's Creek, especially from season three. And um, how old were you? 10? Yes, that was my 10th birthday. <laughs> I was 20. <laughs> that was my 10th birthday. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> well, it'll be fun to rewatch them because like I said, I don't yeah. remember any of them. But before we get into the episode, why don't we just do a little quick catch up? What's going on with you, Jamie? Anything new and exciting and fantastic in your life? <laughs> we went to that wedding over the weekend and that was a lot of fun. I actually, I don't know the last time that I've been to a wedding, let alone one that like was as long. And I don't mean long like ceremony wise. I mean, the ceremony itself was literally over in like six or seven minutes. It was yeah, very quick, are. but everything else was long. So we get we get out there and it's so pretty the little town that we were in we were in like this building it was like a hotel kind of but not it was more like b and b style but like old building like 1700s building as soon as we got to our room terry's like it's haunted oh my <laughs> god <wasn't>. that's hilarious <laughs> i have pictures i'll have to send you it's beautiful we were right on the water um so we got there, we checked in, we got situated, and then around 4.15, or I think, or 4.30, the the bus came. I call it a party bus, but like they're, they were basically trawling people to the wedding site, so you didn't have to drive. Yeah. Um, so we got on that, and let me just say, so where we were, it was kind of hilly, twists and turns, you know, farmland kind of thing. <laughs> these guys that drive these vehicles whipping around the streets i'm like i've had watched too many traumatizing tv shows and uh movies and what have you where buses roll you know you take the turn and they roll and they just roll off into a ditch or into a water or down a mountain i'm traumatized they're probably i can think of at least two movies that do it <laughs> you know oh they are they they know the roads they know the area they know their vehicle but I was definitely a little, I was having flashbacks in the back of the bus. So. Oh my God. <laughs> but I was fine. So we get there and it's beautiful. The entire grounds, it was on like this farm type thing. I don't, it wasn't really a farm, but it was kind of like farm. Like they called it barns. They had multiple barns. So you first walk in, you can have a water or champagne and they give you the, the booklet that tells you how everything's going to be scheduled out like there was a schedule to it yeah. the hors d'oeuvres or appetizers whatever those things were delicious i mean like they were mini pulled pork sandwiches oh, wow. and shrimp wrapped in bacon i love that i had it was like pork and rice on these spoon things and there was crab cakes <laughs> i ate so much food 
I don't even care. Every time they came around with the seafood and like the rice and I was, I'll take that. I'll take that. I was lucky to get a pork, a pulled pork sand, like the little mini pulled pork things. Yeah. Because she just happened to be walking by and I took the last one on the tray. <laughs> That's like my favorite part of the wedding. The, um, the appetizer and hors d'oeuvre part. Yeah. So like I'm walking around and I got, uh, you know, like champagne in one hand and food in the other. I don't know. <laughs> pretty much most of the people at this wedding except for uh a couple of people I've met a handful of times whose wedding was it again it was Terry's childhood buddy or whatever that was getting married and it was all people that you know he went to school with or he just knew uh, from back then from like the Roman Roman Catholic school yeah so it was it was a lot of fun um so yeah, champagne and then you know the ceremony everybody looked great and then you know there was the first barn where everything was happening. And then there was the new barn where they did like the dancing and the food and the dinner and the reception. Um, yeah, exactly. And that was a couple of hours. Yeah. And then you moved back to the first barn again for like the after party. Oh where there was, there was more so food fun. and more this cost a million dollars. All the food. I don't know, but it was gorgeous. <laughs> And I don't want to know what that bill was, but, um, and then there was, there was trolling, you know, a couple, every couple, every hour they were trolling people back to the, the hotels and stuff like that. So we were out until 1230. That's the last trolley or bus or whatever you want to call it. Shuttle, the last shuttle. Yeah, the shuttle. <laughs> yeah, so we, we took that back and then went to sleep. Because <laughs> I was tired at that point. <laughs> I was very tired. My feet were hurting because I was in these heel things and I don't normally wear heels. I like my sneakers. So did you see a ghost when you fell asleep? I saw no ghosts. I was very oh. sad about it. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to show me if you took pictures. You'll have to send them to me. It I sounds so nice. I didn't take pictures really of like the grounds. I kind of wish that I did, but I took pictures of like where we stayed. Yeah. Where was it? Yeah, that was, that was my weekend. Aside from that. I don't think it was far from New Hope, but it was in Pennsylvania. New Hope is not that far from here. Like, we go to New Hope no. all the time. Yeah. It's not New Hope, but it was by, like, I think it was a couple miles away. Okay. Because there's that, um, uh, what's the name of that shopping area? Peddler's Village? Peddler's Village was only, like, four or six miles away from where we where we were sleep- staying. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were, like, we weren't far from it. So funny, Jamie. Like we don't live that far away from each other, but like when you say stuff like that, I feel like you're you're coming in from like another fucking state sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't get me wrong. We weren't close. It took us over an hour to get there because it was all back roads. There was no highways to get to that area at all. We had to take yeah. straight back roads there. So it took us like an hour and a half to get there. It's not close. It's not far. Right. Um. Other than it. that. I started this show on Netflix that I want to tell everybody about. So you guys already know that I'm obsessed with K-dramas. I don't think Netflix has a nice. (laughs) Well, if you don't, you do now. Um, So if you're interested, nevertheless, is fantastic. Loved it. But I'm currently watching Rain or Shine. Trigger warning. There is some messed up stuff that happens. Um, If you are highly affected to things like, say, 9-11, you not terrorist wise but just collapsed building and being trapped and that kind of stuff and the situation stuff that um that people go through on all sides it's very heavily emotional 
so worth it rain or shine I'm literally I'm I'm, that's all I've been binging it's so good every time I watch another episode I'm like rooting for them and it's it's so crazy it's so good Netflix well done because I think it's only found on Netflix well what I did thanks for asking Jamie I um sorry I last last Thursday I went to the watch with Crappens live podcast show oh yes um so that was fun it was a shit show getting there live nation fucking sucks they charged me i prepaid for parking like an idiot uh there was no parking lot to park in so they literally stole money from me when i went to go scan my tickets in because i downloaded the app to be more efficient the tickets weren't scanning because so they told me to go to the box office they checked my phone and everything they ended up having to print me out actual tickets because they got rid of my entire row i guess because not all the tickets sold so that was an inconvenience so i had to actually like get in with actual paper tickets i missed like the first 15 minutes of the show just from driving around looking for the goddamn parking lot um we ended up just parking in this like random lot I was like, we better not get towed. But I tried to contact them and nobody even contacted me back. I sent them an email and I even tweeted out to them. No response. I'm like so pissed off about it. But um, so that was that. But the show was actually really fun. I had a margarita. I was I was off the next day. I was so tired, but um, I enjoyed it. I was glad I got to see them. I didn't get to actually meet them because apparently they were doing like a meet and greet, which they never did before. I don't know why they were doing it now, but um. Saturday, we had a fundraiser for my nephew, Tyler, who passed away. It's a scholarship fund in his name. And it was a really nice turnout. So it was really nice that all, you know, all these people came. And it's nice to see that my brother has people there to support yeah. him and everything, you know. But um, I did 50-50 raffles and I won a Starbucks basket, which was nice. Um, so last night, I watched a movie called Fresh, which is on Hulu. It's really, really interesting. <laughs> um, and it was it was an it was an interesting horror movie, but it's a horror movie, but it's not like a like a straightforward horror movie. Like you have to watch it to understand it. But I really enjoyed it. The finale of the movie had me like screaming because I it was like one of those finales where you're like jumping up and down, being like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like this is happening. <laughs> So I watched that last night because two of my favorite podcasts were recapping it. And I wanted to listen to their opinions, which were Happy Horror Time, which gave us a nice little shout out on their show a couple of weeks ago. And Lauren's Swapping Horror Stories podcast, which that was a really good episode too. So if anybody's interested to listen to those. But other than that, nothing else is new. I've just been working. I'm so excited for the weekend, Jamie. I just want it to be Friday so I can just, you know do whatever do you find that people make you tired (laughs) yeah (laughs) but what i'm what i mean is like going out and being social yeah because i don't want to be social because of the pandemic it was nice it was a nice reason not to have to go out yeah i'm different see i my me coming to hang out with you that's different because i want to see you but like being in a group of people where you're just like not up to it like jamie i even said like can i just can I just donate and not go? Cause I really just don't want to be around people. Yeah. But I have to say it was nice because I, I sat and I talked to my sister-in-law and we were catching up and we had nice conversation and you know, it was really, really nice. So I was happy that I got to do that. 
understand. But I understand. But I, so my reasoning has, really has nothing to do with the pandemic at all. I just mean like you go out and I have energy and you know, you're interacting with people and that's fine. Like I can be very social if mm-hmm. I need to be, but after a while it sucks the life out of me. Like I have to, it takes me a whole day to recover from going out. Like for that wedding, yeah. we went to sleep. We kind of like, we got home, we got up early in the morning, got food. Well, I ate, he didn't eat because when he's hungover, he doesn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got home, I took like a, a several hour nap. I was I'm so sure. tired and drained. Was it Sunday? And I, yeah, it was Sunday. We, yeah. yeah, Sunday we came back. That's when you're supposed to rest though. Sunday's the day of rest. But I just, I don't normally nap like that. You're I was in bed, man. I was like, I am exhausted. And I noticed that anytime we have like a gathering with like like a lot of people, I just get so tired. Well, that happens to be on Saturday. Time. When I came yeah. back from the fundraiser, I my sister wanted me to come over and I was like, I just want to relax in my bed and take off these jeans. And I did. I laid in my bed and I watched this show on Netflix called Is It Cake? <laughs> I just laid in my bed and watched it. And so I felt I passed out. To recharge. Like, I feel like I need to recharge my batteries sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's it. draining. Like, the energies are just, it's a lot. I don't know. But I had fun. Good. I'm glad we both had nice, productive weekends. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's get into this episode because we are just cracking up and having a good time. All right. So, we're recapping season two, episode 20, Reunited. Aired May 12th, 1999, written by Kevin Williamson and Greg Berlanti, and directed by Melanie Mayron. All right, so we open in Dawson's bedroom, per usual, and we see all six friends laying in Dawson's bed together, except Jack. Jack's sitting in a chair by himself, um, because they don't like gay people, so they're like... You have to sit by yourself in the chair. You can't lay in the bed with everybody else. I'm pretty sure there just wasn't any more room on his bed. Oh, I thought it was kind of discriminatory against the only gay character. Jen could have been sitting in that in that chair. Why it have to be Jack? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Dawson gets up and he's like, all right, movie break. And he says, so he gets I know up. why, Jack. <laughs> why? <laughs> Well, because he's a lot bigger than Jen. Jen takes up more less space. Oh, that's so people good... see over her head, mm-hmm. you know. Otherwise, Jack would have to like lay on their feet, <laughs> so like see past his brain. All right, Jack I'll give you that much. Thanks. <laughs> I worked really hard on that. <laughs> <laughs> you always come up with these like more logical excuses than what I would think of. <laughs> By the way, I was like joking about the game. <laughs> I'm not that petty. (laughs) And I can be pretty petty. (laughs) I think you know that. (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) Uh, So Dawson gets up and he says it's time to take a movie break. And he asks everyone if they think it's bizarre that they're all in the same room at the same time. And Jack agrees with him. But he says the way that they all started the school year and managed to come out to be friends And Andy says, yeah, like St. Elmo's. And then I was like, I want to watch St. Elmo's Fire. And it happened to be on Hulu. So I put it on my watch list. (laughs) So it's like, I got to watch it. Joey says, St. Elmo's from hell. And Dawson's like, of course, Joey, you have to put a negative spin on it. She's literally like sitting in his lap. Like he's holding her from the back. So like they're clearly together again. So Joey says, I just think it's important in times of maudlin reflection to incorporate a little honesty. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, that was a mouthful. Jen actually agrees with Joey, but she says she thinks that they're a long shot from Nano to Wano Land or Best Friends Forever. And Pacey says that he thinks Andy's got a point that they have been hanging out a lot lately. And Jack and Jen both disagree. Jack's like, like when? <laughs> and Pacey says, like right now, for instance. And he gets up to tell the group, have we all stopped to consider why we've all come here together tonight? If not, I need to cohabitation in, dare I say it, a click? I don't know what he, I don't know what I wrote there. I need to cohabitation in, dare I don't, I don't know what I wrote. But Pacey's like letting them know they're in a click. And Jen and Joey and Andy, they don't like what Pacey's saying. They don't agree with him. Dawson says, no offense to anyone here, but I called up Pacey to invite him over to watch a couple of movies. That hardly qualifies as a group hanging out. Pacey says, but I invited Andy. And Andy says, and then I invited Jack. And Joey says, I better not need an invitation to come over to your bedroom, Dawson. And Jen says, I live here now, <laughs> which was the funniest line ever. Pacey says, face it, guys, we are this far away from the peach pit. So they all stop and stare at him. And Joey says, kill him. And then Andy's literally in his face and says, <laughs> Andy's literally in his face. And she screams, attack! <laughs> and they all start having like a pillow fight. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, the amount of, so there's feathers everywhere. And yeah, they having like, crazy. They're having like a grand old time hitting each other with however many pillows Dawson has in his room. I thought there were yeah. only like two. I like felt bad for those pillows because they looked like they probably would have been comfortable. Yeah, they were goose feather pillows. They're expensive. Yeah. All I thought about was the cleanup in that room. And I, and I was like, no, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. So that was our opening scene. Um, it's just is going to get worse from there. So <laughs> now we're at Cape Side High. Jack and Andy walk up to meet Pacey. And the first thing we notice is what? Yeah, I didn't like it. She dyed her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about, right? Yeah, it's like this mousy brown color. It's, it's terrible. terrible. I don't like her hair brown, even though her eyebrows are brown. So I'm assuming that naturally her hair is brown. I'm this, assuming. This didn't suit her. Blonde mm-hmm. suits her. I, yeah, I couldn't stop staring at it too. My reaction would have been probably worse than Pacey's. So, you I, know. I wonder if she really did dye her hair. If they did, if they know. really did dye her hair. Because it looked like it was natural, didn't it? So Pacey literally just says, wow. And Andy says, he says with zero enthusiasm. Andy's got like a chip on her shoulder right now. She's like really agitated for whatever reason. Yeah. And Pacey says, you got a new do. And she's like, and you don't like it. And we see Jack behind her, like signaling to Pacey to like, don't talk about her hair. Abort, abort. (laughs) Yeah. Andy says, new hairstyles are judged with an immediate response. Yours was lackluster. And Pacey just tells her she looks fantastic and she just doesn't, but she just doesn't look like herself. And she says, keep digging. You're reaching China. (laughs) So they're they're like going back and forth. Jack's trying to defend Pacey and make Andy feel better at the same time. So he's like the middleman. And Pacey mentions that it's Friday night. What do you want to do on your date? And he's giving her like all these suggestions on what they can do. And she says, think again i've got to study for finals not to mention take care of mom and she glares at jack so pacey reminds her that it's friday she has plenty of time to study over the weekend and he says why don't you say we just take tonight off and she says good idea you should i mean you should take tonight off i would love it but i'm going to study she's like really really annoying in this opening scene 
she starts to walk off and we hear Pacey say to Jack, like, do I deserve this? And Andy starts to freak out because she has the wrong textbook for her class. Pacey says, maybe it's in your locker. And she's like, yeah, well, it better be. I'll see you later. And she like storms off. So Pacey's like really confused why she's acting the way she's acting. Very sensitive right now. Yeah. She's all over the place. Yeah. Um, So Jax just says it's the hair. She's extra sensitive. He's like, she did it herself. (laughs) And he ends up like walking off. So then Pacey ends the scene by saying, well, ain't love grand. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, Pacey's like the most mature out of all the group. (laughs) I feel like. Yeah. Like like he went from being the most irresponsible, immature to being like the grandfather of like the group. He takes care of, he really does. And and he's only going to get better. So that's why I think when you were kind of coming down on Pacey. What about how like (laughs) to gaslight her? (laughs) As Pacey shippers really get up in arms. We're very protective of our cinnamon roll. Okay. (laughs) Is that what you call them? Your cinnamon roll? It's a turn of phrase that you use for characters where they're basically have a lot of bad things kind of happen to them and they get a shit reputation but they're not bad at all they're like you just want to take care of them they're like you know oh i never heard gooey on the inside it's it's a it's like a term book people use for those type of characters (laughs) or cinnamon rolls interesting i'll have to use that from now on cinnamon roll you leave my cinnamon roll alone So now we see Andy at her locker. She's getting stressed out, looking for her book. And she looks over and we see a guy just standing across the hall, just watching her. And Andy staring at her. Yeah, like very creepily, very creepily staring. Andy notices and they both smile at each other. And then she puts her hand in her locker and she suddenly sees the book that she needs. So she's like, calm down. So that was that scene. So now (laughs) I thought there was more to it. So, (laughs) So she's like seeing this guy. And we're like, is this is this Andy's like new boyfriend? Like, who is this? Is this the guy? Yeah, that, we were like, really confused. I thought like, maybe he might, I thought maybe he might have been like like a new transfer dude. I'm like, is he? He's making eyes at her. Is she, you know, like what's happening right now? Did you get confused yeah. when you first watched it? Yeah, um, I didn't know who the guy was when I first watched it. And honestly, even in this time watching it, I kind of forgot. I'm like, is this like a new guy? Is he like a new transfer student? She's not cheating on him yet. She doesn't cheat on Pacey until later. So I was like, wait a second. Yeah, doesn't she cheat on Pacey when she goes away? Yeah, well, yeah, she starts seeing some dude that also has it like from the place that she'll be in. Right. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. Um. So now we're with Joey and Dawson. She jumps on his back as one does. And she asks him what their plans are for tonight. And he says, maybe run a movie. So she says, Dawson, do you know what we've done the past four Friday nights? I'll give you a hint. Be kind, rewind. And he tells her it's not like he prefers the situation. He tries to make their evenings as spontaneous as possible. So she tells him that because they've been friends for so long and they've known each other They know each other so well that the only thing their relationship doesn't produce is spontaneity. He says, that's me, Captain Humdrum. And she said, I said us, Dawson. I said us, not you. He says, yeah, but you meant me. He's about to like cry. She's surprised that he's okay with this considering it is their one month anniversary for whatever they are or were or are. And Dawson tells her that they're boring, trite people. They're incapable of spontaneity. We do things like plan and organize and make reservations weeks in advance to top-notch restaurants to celebrate one-month anniversaries for whatever we are or were or are. 
<laughs> and we see Joey's eyes like light up. He says it was going to be a surprise until she got all persnickety on him. And she says, I did not get persnickety. <laughs> and he says, yeah, you got a little persnickety. He goes, you're cute when you get persnickety. She goes, okay, that was a little persnickety. And I meant to look up what persnickety means. I actually meant to as well. And I forgot. I kept forgetting. Yeah. Persnickety means placing too much emphasis <laughs> emphasis on trivial mm-hmm. or minor details fussy oh i guess i could be persnickety requiring <laughs> requiring a particularly precise or careful approach i don't know how she was being persnickety placing too much emphasis on trivial or minor details i don't know i don't know um so now it's friday night jen sitting outside at the leary's house her new house it's her new home gal comes over and tells her she could call her and jen's like call who (laughs) gal's like you know who and jen says that she doesn't have anything really to say to her and she says she doesn't think grams would have a whole lot to say to her either so gal tells her that she doesn't believe that and jen says it's not like she doesn't want to talk to her but where would it lead we apologize a few weeks of mild reconciliation then the inevitable ideology clash and she says there are just some people that aren't meant to fit in your life no matter how much you want them to be and gal says she's intimately familiar with that predicament and jen's like gal i'm so sorry i didn't mean i didn't mean that personally i'm so sorry um i I, please don't kick me out i didn't mean it (laughs) gal's like i'm not offended it's fine she's like how about a night of good food good music good conversation and let's put the past on the back on the back burner (laughs) let's let's, the back burner huh let's (laughs) i got a back boner And let's put the past on the backbone. Back bo- <laughs> oh my God. It's because it says backbones on my fucking notes. Let's see how many times you can get you to say boner. <laughs> I'm like, try not to. And it keeps, I keep saying it. Gail says, <laughs> Gail says, how about a night of good food good music, good conversation, and let's put the past on the back burner for a few hours. Yay! <laughs> like a damn tongue twister. I know, I had to not look at it. <laughs> Jen's like, that's the best goddamn offer I've gotten in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from oh. that uh, little mini threesome I almost had till Dawson killed it. <laughs> Um, so now we see Mitch and Nicole, Miss Kennedy, walking down the street of Wilmington, North Carolina, aka Capeside, and they're heading to a restaurant. And Mitch says, Entre nous. I wonder what that means in French. And Nicole says, It means just between us. And he says, Like a secret. And she says, Or a kiss. And then they kiss. Mitch is like, That was slightly unexpected. And she says, It was. And she says they've been spending a lot of time together at school and they've been on a few dates. It's clear they enjoy each other's company. It's only natural that things progress. I was like, wow, Mitch, do you really not have that, like, any game? This is your first kiss with this woman? I would have thought they'd be banging by now. Well, I mean, he did, I think he does tell her he's been out of the game for a long time. Yeah, He's like a high schooler all over again. That's exactly what he said. (laughs) Yeah. So she tells him to keep his mind off of it to think about other things. Like, 
how beautiful the evening is blah 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 i hate her she seriously annoys me i, I like, like the though. actress i just hate the character yeah we don't we don't like her we're not team this lady i think the actress matchin amic however you say her name i think she is so pretty and i've always always thought she was so pretty when i saw her in sleepwalkers that movie that stephen king movie mm. i mentioned it in the other episode um she's got one of those just faces that you're just drawn to and it's like oh yeah i think i'm gonna like this movie she's very like um i don't know i don't know she's like marketable okay you know what I mean? yeah yeah and i i don't know she's, she's very she's very interesting but her character sucks, like completely sucks. Yeah, um, I don't like her in this one. No, me either. So then they give each other, or he gives her a kiss now. He like he like leans in and kisses her now. And they go into the restaurant, Entre New. And I believe the actual restaurant that they were eating at or the, where they filmed is called the Deluxe. And this is like the first restaurant me and Aubrey went to. We ended up eating there together. We left our friend who was with us at the time she didn't want to come with us for whatever reason so we like we ended up going into town and we were like we have to eat at the deluxe because the cast eats there all the time yeah. and um we ended up going and having like uh like a late brunch i don't know we had like a brunch there together it's so funny because it's not like we had all this money back then and it was kind of like an upscale fancy restaurant so i remember looking at the prices and being like oh i don't know if i can afford these things so we got like the minimum of what we could afford i guess but we were like now we can say we ate at the deluxe (laughs) it was great and i think i still have a menu from there i'll have to pull out my stuff but I'm sure they were probably used to it. Oh, fans sure. of the show. I'm sure they were. But Can I wasn't I in that like I know. I don't even think I ordered like a Coke or anything. I think we just uh we we just got water. But I wasn't in that mindset. I was just like, um, we were just sort of like me and Aubrey were just like, we have to go do all these like fun things. And we left like our friend out because like she didn't ever want to do anything. <laughs> that happens though. Yeah, I'll never forget those summers, though. It was so much fun, especially me and Aubrey. We really did have, like, a good time together. I'm glad. I can't wait till we can, like, talk about it on here. <laughs> it's so funny. I was talking to my other friend, Melissa, who we met um, the last season that they were do- that we went there for Dawson's Creek. It-, it was the finale. They were, like, filming the series finale or whatever. And we met our friend, Melissa. And her, she had a couple of friends with her too. And it's amazing because we're still friends today. She texted me today and she sent me this funny thing that I sent her like years ago about, um, so like the context of it was there was this like girl there that was doing extra work as well. She was like a fan and we nicknamed her Man Pants. Like, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but we nicknamed her Man Pants. And I took a picture of this, like, I was at Kohl's one day with my parents. And I took a picture of this thing and said she had man hands. And I sent it to Aubrey and Melissa, I think. I don't remember. I must have posted it or something and just sent it to them. And I said, what does this remind you of? (laughs) And she sent it to me and she goes, this came up in my memories. And I was like... (laughs) it's my own mistake because i meant to say man pants not man hands and she goes i knew what you were saying (laughs) i was like well we can talk about it when you and aubrey come on my podcast and we can talk about it (laughs) it'll be a fun episode all right so we hear joey in the background and she says entree new that's where we're going she's like that's too expensive dawson and they're all dressed up he's in a suit 
And she's like, well, the market was high. I had a little extra to throw around. And she's like, it doesn't matter where we eat. And he says, they've been together a whole month. And he wanted to take her to an establishment worthy of her beauty. She just sort of looks at him and she goes, uh, that sounds like it was rehearsed or something like that. And he goes, I admit it was a prepared statement. She says, I figured. And then they kiss. So they walk up and we see Dawson talking to the maitre d' and he says he made the reservations two weeks ago. The maitre d' says he wasn't aware that there were two Leary parties. And Dawson looks across the restaurant and he sees Mitch and Nicole seated at a table together. And Mitch locks eyes with Dawson and Dawson's like, great, now I have to deal with this bullshit on my one month anniversary. So... That happens. So now we're with Andy. She's at her therapist's office. Her therapist has the most annoying way she speaks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what her dialect is, but she's seriously annoying. The therapist tells her that she says, you may be experiencing symptoms of complicated grief. Yeah, she has almost like this like twang, but it's yeah. not a normal twang. I don't know. But it's like she's trying too hard. It's like clunky or something. I don't know. Your medical history makes you susceptible to this kind of anxiety after the loss of a loved one. (laughs) And Andy's like, "Uh, that doesn't have to do anything with my brother. The therapist says that she was actually talking about Abby Morgan. I was actually talking about Abby Morgan. Her death seems to have upset you and may have triggered unresolved feelings regarding her brother. (laughs) Andy's like, uh, uh, I don't see dead people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so her therapist is like it's critical that we stay on top of it so she asks andy if she's seen abby any other times besides the one time a month ago so we keep getting this like month time stamp for everything so like everything happened a month ago andy says no and now that she thinks about it i don't think i even saw her at all no i I didn't see her at all therapist i'm not crazy i didn't see (laughs) i didn't see abby at all (laughs) not not a chance her therapist just looks at her. She's like, it's okay if you did. It's okay if you did, Andy. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. I don't think I did. I don't think so. And, or the therapist just looks at Andy and then she gives her her home number. She looks really concerned and she tells her to call her if she feels like her anxiety is getting worse. And she tells Andy that she wants her in early next week so she can determine whether or not she needs to go on medication. And Andy's like, I thought we weren't doing medication. And her therapist tells her that what's going on inside of her may not be healing itself properly. The sooner they confront it, the better. And I was like, oh no, like things are getting worse. Yeah. And she seems to be at least aware. Andy's definitely not ready to confront those demons. But it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with anxiety. If she's like seeing people and like talking to people, like that has to be, well, she said it's complicated grief or something like that yeah but but that's isn't that almost like schizophrenia what's happening to her i I mean i don't know i'd have to look it up but i think it's a little bit more deeper than just anxiety you know well i think the anxiety probably exasperates her issues her condition oh that's true so we see andy leaving the meeting and she's outside getting in her car and she gets in her car and we see that it's the guy from school who isn't staring at her from across the hall he's in her car he's randomly in her car yep because that's not creepy at all i know like were we like was he waiting for her did she know he was there i like we don't know he's just there yep so he tells her that he likes her hair and she says thanks and he asks her if she told her therapist about him and she said she couldn't and he says good what we have is a secret 
And she says, not for long. They're going to find out, Brown, and we're going to have to leave each other. So we're like, okay, is she cheating on Pacey now? Or is is this her brother, her dead brother? Because she kind of brought it up in the therapy session. He just tells her that he's not going anywhere. And she says, promise me? Because I can't lose you. Nobody listens to me like you do. And he starts touching her hair and he says, I know. And she says, I'm scared. I'm scared, Brown. So she turns to the steering wheel and she just loses her mind and she starts screaming. She says, God, why is this happening to me? Why me? God, why is this happening to me? Why me? Except she's screaming it. And she falls into the guy's arms and she just cries. But we see him in the car. Yeah, he exists. Yeah, like we think he exists at this point. So now we're with Jen. She's getting some firewood to put on the fire with her and Gal. They're having a romantic evening. Um, Gal is setting the little living room table. What is that called? A coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have it. I don't have a coffee table anymore. Gal's like setting the coffee table so they can eat together in front of the fire. And Jen asks Gal what kind of hope she has that she'll get back together with Mitch. And Gal says that she'd be lying if she said she didn't think about it every day. So Jen asks her if she tried getting him back. And Gal says, a few pathetic times, but you can't convince or entice love. By definition, it has to find its way back to you. So then Jen's like, Dawson told me about your job offer in Philadelphia. Are you going to take that? (laughs) The way she said it was funny. Are you going to take that, Gal? (laughs) Are you going to do that? What are you doing? And Gal says that she's still waiting for that sign. Jen's like, a sign? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gal says, you know, one of those small moments in life that provide you some clarity, a little occurrence to let you know where you need to go, who you need to be with or not be with. And Jen's looking confused and she goes, smoke. Gal says, I think that sounds a little extreme. Jen says, no, I smell smoke. And Gal jumps up and she's like, the pot roast. <laughs> so they like get up to go. They gotta hightail it out of there. Um, or they burn the whole kitchen down, you know? I was like, pot roast? They couldn't even order out? She like made a pot roast? That takes a long time to make. Good food, good music. It takes so long that she completely forgot she was cooking it. <laughs> I know. But it was like, it seems so late in the night when they said they were going to have a nice dinner. Unless she was already cooking it. Who knows? Maybe that was what was planned for dinner. Yeah, you're right. I'm overthinking this. You're overthinking it. Oh, it's my my worst. What do they call that flaw? It's my biggest flaw. Overthinking everything. Oh, what do they call it? A flaw? I guess and it's a flaw. Back at Entree New, the thing that they were doing in this episode too with the restaurant is that they would have the sign that said the name of the restaurant and like the specials mm-hmm. on it or whatever, and somebody would like walk past, and we would be guided back into the episode um the restaurant scenes from that it was funny i thought it was yeah i like that they did it uh so yeah back at the restaurant we see the leary boys and their dates squeezed together at this tiny little table mitch is like this place is packed it's lucky that they were able to squeeze us all together and the waiter bumps into dawson's chair (laughs) and he's like i'll say lucky and then joey just looks at him mitch tells dawson that he's been talking to nicole about his summer plans interning in hollywood So Nicole says that she has contacts there and could set him up with an internship at an agency or production company. 
And he's like confused because I would have been like, "Wait, what did you just say?" And I mean, he does too. When yeah, he's pretty much like, "What? You want to help me?" He says, "Isn't that the city that you said?" And I quote, "Would eat me for breakfast." And she says, "She's sorry she was hasty in her analysis." And Dawson says, "Apology not accepted." And Mitch is like, "Dawson, you don't mean that." And Dawson says, "Yes, I do." He says, "I spent months working on that film that you gave two seconds of thought, after which you proceeded to steer me away from the business as much as possible. But now that you're dating my father, all of a sudden I'm worthy of an internship in Los Angeles." So Nicole says, "You asked me to be truthful. I may not be a fan of your work." <laughs> I was like, wow, that was rude. But I'm certainly a fan of your enthusiasm. There are plenty of other opportunities in the film business, not just creatively speaking. And Joey's just glaring at her now. So Dawson says, so I'm just not creative enough. She's like, you're misunderstanding me. And Dawson says, I don't think I am. The waiter comes over to take their order and Joey takes Dawson aside to go talk to him. She says, is this your idea of a romantic evening? And Dawson's all hyped up now. Yeah. He's like, she's a fucking nasty bitch. (laughs) I don't know why she has to date my father, but he says that woman trashed my movie and came this close to crushing every single one of my career hopes. And now she's stealing my father. What am I supposed to do? Talk about the fucking weather. (laughs) And they're like so close to them. Like she could totally hear them. Joey's like, I know Dawson, just calm the fuck down. I get it. But letting her get the best of you is putting a petty little battle before you and their night. It's upsetting. So Dawson apologizes and he says, for the sake of their evening, he'll rise above it. And they kiss in public, like how she didn't want to kiss Jack in public. So then at this point, Joey looks up and she sees Gal and Jen walking into the restaurant. And Gal looked so sexy and her, yeah, her dress. Yeah, I was like, damn, Mary Margaret Humes. I want to meet her again <laughs> for real this time. <laughs> I don't want to meet her at the craft service table getting ice cream where people were like, don't talk to the actors. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, I'm such a fan of yours. Oh, I can't believe I'm like meeting him. She was like, she was really sweet. I honestly don't remember what she said, but it was real short. I wish that I was able to like actually have a conversation with her. Right. Sometimes I wonder like when actors do do that. I know they're at work, but I wonder when they do go into those situations where they're where they are with background work or whatever, that they want to get the attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe they want people to come up and talk to them. But I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say hello to her. She was standing right next to me. I remember being like, oh my God, it's Dawson's mom. <laughs> That's so um, awesome. I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like everybody would probably be different. Some people are more antisocial, you know? And then there's ones that actually want to like, interact with their fans i think it's just going to depend on the the individual well in my experience with all of them they were all super super nice and stopped what they were doing to take pictures with all of us um i got two pictures of michelle williams and she was on location in the the city filming with busy phillips so i got pictures with both of them then she took pictures again when we were waiting by like where the trailers were the only one that would not take pictures with us when she was by herself was katie holmes and i was so devastated that she would not take pictures with us i still to this day am like we were just like harmless kids you know right and i i don't think she was that much older than us i was like why why won't you just take a picture with us real quick we would just left her alone i don't know people are weird i still love her though (laughs) we hold no malicious feelings 
So yeah, they see Gail and Jen walking into the restaurant and Dawson says, is this a French restaurant or a French farce? <laughs> oh, Dawson. So now we see Pacey. He is over Andy's on a Friday night. She's in her pajamas. She looks like a mess, honestly. She does look like a mess. She looks, she doesn't look good. That's for sure. No, if I was Pacey, I'd be like, is there something wrong, Andy? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're, he does kind of end up addressing her, so. They're laying on their stomachs watching TV and she's just very scattered. And she gets up to go downstairs to get a drink from the kitchen and when she goes down we see that the the mystery guy's back and she's super upset <laughs> she's like you're late you were supposed to come earlier <laughs> like she's like really loud Yeah, she like freaks out on him he asks her if she's okay and she's like i can't talk right now pacey's upstairs and i don't want him to find out about you uh the guy's like i don't care i only care about you i hate seeing you like this and Andy tells him that it's just too hard having them both here at the same time. And like I said, she's literally yelling at this point. So Pacey sits up in the bed and he finds the photo album that Andy had on the bed and he starts looking through it. He ends up going downstairs to find Andy and he, he's sort of like standing in the hall before he gets into the kitchen and mm-hmm. he hears her just talking. Like he overhears her talking to somebody. We hear Andy say, it's not like she doesn't want to tell Pacey. There's just too many repercussions. And why does she have to tell him in the first place? Would you understand if you were him? We get to Andy in the kitchen and we see that she's still with this guy, Brown. And he says, no, he wouldn't understand. And Andy says, and there's nothing she can do. And he says, there's something you can choose. And she's like, I won't do that, Brown. I won't do that. And then at this point, Pacey runs into the kitchen to find Andy all by herself. And he looks so confused because he he's assuming that somebody's going to be in there with her. Yeah. And he's, he, yeah, he's just like looking at her and she's just like, what? <laughs> like, don't you talk to yourself? <laughs> what? Why did you just run in here? Yeah. Well, you were screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> so now we're back at the restaurant. Joey goes up to Jen at the bar and she's like, hey, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, that's joey it's a restaurant and she's like oh i'm here with gal and joey fills her in on the whole situation with nicole and mitch and jen's like oh that's not good she goes or maybe not so bad so dawson sits back down at the table and we see that nicole went to the bathroom he tells mitch i don't know if you just saw now and mitch says your mother just came into the restaurant dawson says and you're not stressing out about this and mitch says why should i stress out your mother seen me with nicole already Dawson reminds Mitch that Gail is moments away from leaving Capeside indefinitely. And Mitch says, well, her decision to leave or not has nothing to do with me. And Dawson says, it has everything to do with you. She's not leaving for a great opportunity. She's running away from you, from your relationship and unfinished business. Mitch says their unfinished business consists of a signature and some paperwork. And Mitch is very bitter. Yeah, I'd say he's very bitter. But it's all his, like, he, he started it. Isn't it weird how it was literally Gal who did all this? But yeah, now we're like, Mitch, just fucking stay with her. It's it's not. I guess in our eyes, she kind of she redeemed herself. You know what I mean? She I realized think, what happened, and and now Mitch is just being I don't know spiteful. I think he's just very angry. He's just very angry with her, and maybe he lo- he lost trust in her, but. He right. loves her so much because the way he talked about her to her in the hurricane episode, mm-hmm. 
he's just like, I can't believe it. Like you were supposed to be the love of my life and you did this to me. How am I supposed to trust you? Like, he's I don't want to hurt. Yeah. Like he's very hurt. You know, I don't know. I, I see both sides of it. Like she's she, like, you, like you said, she has redeemed herself in a way to prove to him that she would never do it again. Right. And that she really genuinely loves him and she had a slip up, but he is just not able to get past it, which is also understandable. So the way he's acting to me, it's just, he's just very, very upset. You know, he's just very angry about the situation. It's a sad situation. It, yeah, it sucks. And it's, I'm sure it's confusing. Um, sure, it's so confusing. So Dawson says, you don't believe that. He says, if there's a small part of you that wants to work things out with her, then don't let her go for your sake and for mine. So now we're in the ladies room and we see Gail and Nicole walk out of their respective stalls at the same exact time. <laughs> and Talk about timing. The- <laughs> I know. They, they, um, they peed at the same time. They wiped at the same time. They flushed at the same time. They're very in sync. <laughs> <laughs> they like um, the same man. <laughs> so much in common <laughs> so now they're standing at the um sink at the same gal like goes up and washes her hands first yeah and nicole says hello gal gal says i was actually planning on ignoring you and she comes back and she goes you wouldn't by any chance be here with and then nicole's like mitch and gal's like uh i thought so <laughs> and she's like yes i am and gal says well that sucks doesn't it and nicole's like i'm sorry And Gal says, well, I just got here. Maybe I'll just call it a night. And Nicole says, maybe. I mean, it would only be fair to Mitch. So then Gal walks back over. Yeah, she's such an asshole. Gal walks back over and she says, on second thought, I'll let Mitch decide what's fair for Mitch. And she smiles and she says, enjoy your meal. I was like, yeah, Gal. Show her who's fucking boss. Top (laughs) co-anchor of Cape Side. (laughs) Catfight. Meow. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, Abby Morgan. <laughs> There's a little Abby in all of us. Um, back with Pacey and Andy. They're still in the kitchen and she's she's yelling at him now. She says, you were listening to me? And Pacey's like, damn right. What's going on here, Andy? And she says, she doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's like, don't pull that with me. Who are you on the phone with? She's like, I wasn't on the phone. And he's like, are you talking to another guy? She says, she doesn't want to talk about this. And she's like, just leave. Just leave. <laughs> it's like her favorite line. He says, are you seeing someone else? And she's like, no, Pacey. And he's like, then who the fuck were you talking to? <laughs> Tell me, you're confusing me. And she's like, it's none of your business. He says, ever since Abby died, your moods have become completely unpredictable. One minute you're all over me and the next you want nothing to do with me. And he tells her that he thinks it might be a medical situation. She's like, oh, you had to go there, didn't you? You just Yeah, but he's not wrong. There. Well, she's she, deflecting. She's, she's not ready to, yeah, she's definitely deflecting. She's not ready to admit that she's got some serious issues there. She gets so mad at him. But Pacey's just trying to figure out how to help because he cares so much. Exactly. He says it's the only logical explanation. And she says, well, if you don't want to whack over a girlfriend, then just break up with me. <laughs> she's so like, extreme. She is extreme. And he tells her that he just wants to help her. That's all. She says, you don't want to help me. You want explanations for things I can't give you explanations for. So then he holds up the photo album and he asks her to explain it. And she says, it's a photo album. And he says, no, they're pictures of your family I've never seen before. You had them out and you're going through them. Why? 
And she tells him it's none of his business. And he mentions that she changed her hair back to what she looked like in the photos of her and her brothers. So he tells her he's concerned that she's reverting back to three years ago and she's denying everything. And I wrote, now she's gaslighting him. (laughs) It's like role reversal. He tells her, he says, just tell me that your hair has nothing to do with these pictures. And she's like, just give me back the photo album. So she takes it out of his hands and she swings it back so hard that she breaks a lamp behind her. (laughs) It was so dramatic. It was so crazy to watch because she just whips it around. It cuts the lamp in half. (laughs) Like (laughs) literal half. Pieces everywhere. So they're like standing there in broken glass. And she's like, you can stay, but I'm going to bed. She just looks at it and she's like, oh, whatever, I'm going to bed. You can go, you can stay, I don't care. She does say that there. So then we see that Pacey picks up a picture and we see that Brown, this guy Brown is in it. So we now know that she's talking to Tim. Back in Entrenue, Gal and Jen got their own table, which I was like, very convenient. Gal is told she's Entrenue's favorite anchor woman. <laughs> and Gal's like, thank you. I know. <laughs> She's so like proud of it. And he pours her a glass of wine on the house. Um, Gal's got like perks, man. She's like, yeah, she's pretty famous. Stay with what you know, Mitch. Stay with what you know. So she looks at all of the um, happy people and she says, I never knew romance could be so disgusting. And Jen says, nice try, Gal. Once a romantic, always a romantic. And she says, I'm willing to bet that if the band started playing a song that struck a chord in you, your eyes would be welling up in a second. And Gal says, there are songs with extra meaning. And Jen asks if she and Mitch had a song. Uh, We're at Mitch's table. The maitre d' sends over a bottle of wine from someone who wants to remain nameless. And we see that Mitch looks over at Gal. So we're just assuming that Gal sent over the bottle of wine. We hear Nicole talking. She says, the quality of films today is lacking story. She looks over to Dawson and she says, promise me when you're a Hollywood bigwig, you won't spend your time trying to make big money pictures. And Joey says, you don't really mean that, Miss Kennedy. She's like, excuse me? So Joey says, since you've already made it perfectly clear that Dawson shouldn't have anything to do with film, it's a little persnickety of you to imply he may someday be a Hollywood bigwig, isn't it? So Mitch chokes on his wine and Nicole just kind of laughs and says, persnickety. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, this little, this little bitch is calling me for snickety. (laughs) And now we're back with Pacey cleaning up the broken lamp and Jack's there after his shift at the ice house, smelling all greasy. Jack is really, uh, I'm finding him to be very attractive lately. (laughs) Um, he asks Pacey what happened and Pacey's like, we got into a fight. He tells Jack that something's wrong and Jack tells him that he heard Andy talking to herself. So Pacey's like, I did too. He heard her talking to someone named Brown. And then we see Jack's face drop. So we see Andy is standing on the stairs behind them. And this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. She goes, it was my nickname for Tim. When I was younger, I couldn't pronounce Timothy. So I called him by my favorite color. Brown, brown, brown. I was like, you couldn't just call him Tim? (laughs) I didn't get it either. Tim, brown was easier than Tim. (laughs) They're both one syllable whatever (laughs) it's like who wrote that so andy says you think i'm crazy but i'm not i'm not like mom i see tim he's here and pacey's like we know andy we know so she starts crying and she runs past them and she locks herself in uh into the bathroom like the fanciest bathroom i've ever seen oh no back at entrenu nicole is now describing the kind of movie that she's trying to write and joey asks her what she thought was the most lacking thing about dawson's film Nicole's annoyed 
and Dawson's confused. And Mitch is like, Joey. Joey's like, I'm sorry, but there's obviously some undercurrent of tension between the two of them. And it seems that the only way that they can have peace is to confront the issue that Miss Kennedy finds your son to be completely and totally without talent or ability in any way, shape, or form. Nicole's like, I didn't say that. Joey says, what did you say? And Dawson says, what exactly did you say? So she looks at Mitch, who is just wide-eyed. And Nicole says, I believe the key to success is not only to have a dream, but having the right to dream. There are plenty of people who aspire to be writers and directors, but very few actually have the potential. And Dawson says, who are you to be judging anyone's potential? You spent a couple of years in Hollywood before disappearing to some small coastal town to teach high school. Whatever success you had in Hollywood, it couldn't have been much. And she says, well, then it really shouldn't matter what I think of your ability, then should it? And I was like, well, that's a true statement. Mm -hmm. And Mitch pipes in and says, he's a kid with a dream, Nicole. Isn't it your job as a teacher to encourage him to follow it? And Nicole's like, well, that's a really cozy fantasy, Mitch. But life has a meaner bite than that. And Joey says, there's a name for people who focus on life's meaner bites. It's called bitter. (laughs) And Nicole gets up and leaves. So Dawson pulls Joey aside and he's like, what is going on? And she's like, what are you talking about? He says, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 10 minutes before you tell me to start practicing a little decorum, you start pushing every button at the table. So Joey tells him, you'll find out momentarily. Okay, just calm down. Cool your jets, Dawson. You'll find out momentarily. (laughs) So then Jen comes up and she's standing on the other side of Dawson. She's like, Operation Reunited has begun. And we hear Reunited started playing in the background. Dawson still looks confused. Joey and Jen are like, just shut the fuck up, Dawson, and just wait. <laughs> Cut to Mitch. He walks over and sits at Gal's table with her. And like I said, we hear Reunited playing in the background and they get out the dance. They're dancing and he says, thanks for the wine. It was very mature of you. She goes, oh, right. That was very mature of me. Uh, she looks over at the kids and they all turn around like they're not watching them. So it was <laughs> the maitre d' walks by and he says something about the bottle of wine got to the table. I guess Joey and Jen ordered the bottle of wine for them. Gal says, oh, you know, moi, Miss Maturity. <laughs> and he says, are you still deciding on Philadelphia? And she says, considering tonight's seating arrangements, that doesn't seem like a concern of yours anymore. He says, point taken. But as Dawson's father, I'd like to make a plea on his behalf. Like his father, he's not very good at expressing himself. I don't know how he'll get along with you gone. She says, at first, maybe, but he'll eventually be fine. And Mitch says, but if I know Dawson, he'll never let on just how much he's missing you. She says, he could ask me to stay. And Mitch says, but that wouldn't be fair. He deserved the opportunity too much. And Gal says, well, I'll miss him too. So they look like they're about to kiss and then, and the kids are watching them. The song ends and they stop dancing and then they part ways. They go back to their tables and we see Gal sort of like, she sort of is like happy. She's got a smile on her face mm-hmm. and Mitch goes back to his table and Nicole's there again. So she didn't leave. She's still there. I don't know why they can't just be like, Mitch, why can't we just try to, to figure this out? Like I will stay in Cape Side for you because I love you. Why can't we just figure this out? And if it doesn't work, then that's my regret not taking the job. But I'd rather take the opportunity to try to make our marriage work. Those are the like the choices you have to make in life. Those are like chances you have to take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you never know until you do it. And she really is stuck between a rock and a hard place because she wants this job, but she also wants to save her marriage. And if she doesn't do one or the other, she's 
she doesn't try on one or the other. She's like losing both. I think she even said that in the, in the last episode. But deep down, you know, she really wants it to work with him. And yeah. She'd give up the big job opportunity as long as her marriage worked out because she genuinely loves him. But he's got a bug up his ass, man. So now we're back with Pacey and Jack. They're trying to get Andy out of the bathroom. And we see that Tim is appearing in the mirror and Andy tells him to go away. And Pacey's like, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, not you, Tim. <laughs> he won't leave me alone. <laughs> I can't even go to the bathroom in peace. So Pacey asks her if he's in the room with her and Andy's just screaming for him to go away. She's like, you're not real. Poor and Andy. Like, I can't even imagine the like, know. chaos that she's experiencing right now you know i couldn't imagine having to go through that mentally it's Mm -mm. i mean i think this is like a real thing that could happen oh yeah so andy's screaming at tim telling him he's not real and then you know what she does she breaks the mirror in the bathroom like she did to the mirror in school (laughs) she's just throwing stuff andy loves breaking mirrors she gets her aggression out she's telling pacey not to come in and we see that she's on the floor next to the door. Like she's holding on to the to the door handle. Yeah. She's like really in a bad way. It really is devastating. So Tim is like on the floor next to her. And he's like, they don't believe you. They think you're crazy, but you're not. And she's like, yes, I am. I'm crazy. And Pacey's on the other side of the door talking to her. Pacey's like, who said you're crazy? I don't think you're crazy. And neither does Jack. And she says, yes, you do. And Pacey tells her that he believes her. And he says that he can't see Tim and that it's not fair that Tim can see him, but he can't see Tim. He tells her that he needs to know what Tim is saying. So Tim is right in front of Andy telling her that he'll take care of her and that she can't trust anyone else because they don't understand. And she tells Pacey that he doesn't understand. So she's like repeating what Tim is saying, but it's technically on her head. Yeah. Pacey says, tell Tim that he's wrong. He says, I may not understand everything going on with you right now, but I understand you, Andy. And Tim is telling Andy that she has to choose. He's telling her that he'll take care of her. And he tells her that he'll make her better. And Andy's like, I can't choose. Pacey says Tim's right that she does have have to to choose. choose. Yeah. And Jack's like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> are you a clinical psychologist, Pacey? I don't know right? if this is the right thing to do. <laughs> why, why are you feeding her delusions right now? <laughs> exactly. And she's like, I can't. I can't choose. Pacey's like, you have to. And he's begging from the bottom of his heart to please choose him. Open this door. Come out here and choose me, Andy. He says her name funny. Andy. And <laughs> he tells her that she's so special. And she gives so much to everyone around her. He says, I need you more than Tim does. So does Jack. And she says, that's not true. And he says, my life began when I met you, Andy. And you never gave up on me. I'm not going to give up on you. Please come out here and choose me. So Andy's crying and Tim just kind of goes away. Like he fades away. And then she opens up the door to Pacey. So he grabs her and holds her and he tells her everything's going to be okay. So now Jack says, Andy's down for the count. And Pacey says... What do they do now? And Jack says, they'll have to call their father. Pacey doesn't agree with them. And Jack tells them that their father has the money to get Andy the help she needs. And Pacey's like, your dad didn't even want to help your mom. What makes you think he'll want to help your sister? And he's like, you don't get it, Pacey. And Pacey's like, maybe she just needs time. And Jack's like, that's not how it works. He says he saw the same thing happen with his mom. And their mom started to act the same exact way. A few minor episodes here and there. And before anyone could deal with it, she was too far gone. And Pacey's like, call your dad. And I was like, yeah, they 
the fucking dad should be there already like yeah we don't want to get started on on dad because he's just messed up not a good parent right now i believe he eventually comes around but i know that he and jack reconcile at some point yeah but i don't remember all the details you know mental illness runs in your in your genes so like the mom is clearly mentally ill but i wonder what's wrong with the father the father the father's gotta have something wrong with him like he's he seems like he's just a total narcissist asshole yeah i mean he's just absent and the problem too is they're just they're not dealing with their grief very well yeah and i'm sure a part of it is he blames his wife because wasn't she the one that got in the accident yeah so now we're with gal and jen they're walking down wilmington north carolina downtown wilmington north carolina i know exactly where they were gal tells jen thank you i got my sign although the antics were a bit parent trap-esque for my taste and jen's like hey i was i had short notice and she asks gal if she's gonna stay in cape side she says she never thought she would every part of her said to flee and rebuild but she says when she was holding on to mitch on the dance floor she could move 10,000 miles away and she could never let Mitch go. And she's like, I could tell he could feel it too. I'm sure of it than anything. <laughs> Gal's so happy. She's so Poor cute. Gail. I know. Then she looks up and we see Mitch and Nicole standing by the dock. He's caressing her face. They're smiling at each other. And then they give each other a little kiss. And Gal turns around and she starts running away. And then Jen chases after her. Jen's like, you mother... <laughs> Gal's gonna go to Philly. Poor Gail. So now we're with Dawson and Joey. They're together on her little dinghy rowboat. And she's like sitting in his lap. He's holding her from behind. And she's like, if I don't need another French meal as long as I live, it won't be too soon. (laughs) So Dawson tells her that it was a pretty successful evening so far. So they start kissing. They're getting all hot and heavy. And he starts to pull her sweater down off of her shoulder. And she says, okay, confession time. Did you think by planning this romantic dinner that we would end up closing the deal? <laughs> and he's like, that's vulgar, Joey Potter. And he says he prefers to call it consummating your desires. And she kind of laughs it off. And then he says, I didn't think the notion was that preposterous. So she kisses him again. She says, it's not. And she's like, I thought about it too. And he's like, well, the night's still young. She's like, sorry, Dawson. Sorry. He says, so you actually thought about it? And she says, yes, thought Dawson. And he says, you actually considered thought about it or you just thought about it, thought about it. And she's like, what difference does it make, Dawson? What difference does it make? (laughs) And he says, he's a teenage guy. It makes all the difference in the world. Makes all the difference. I'm a teenage guy. (laughs) So she kisses him again and says, I considered it, thought about it. And he's like, well, that's good. Consider is very good. They're like kissing and she stops him. She's like, okay, let's go turbo. And he gets up from behind her and he starts to row the boat away. And he asks her again and she tells him to just shut up and row. He's like, I love it when you're forceful, Joey Potter. <laughs> and then I, all I thought about when they were rowing away is how it's on the, um, the thing that Nina Rapita had said. The Oh yeah, that like track. Yeah, the track. You know, you know what's so funny too, because I was sitting there watching this, and I'm like, you notice how he gets up from being behind her to around her to sit across from her, so he could start rowing the boat, and that boat didn't jostle or sway, yeah, at all. 
Like now you have to be sitting on a track because the way that he got up and moved, he would have went overboard. They both probably would have. Well, she was trying to make it more believable by being like, be careful. <laughs> yeah, they should have shifted a little more. I don't know. So that was just something funny for me. <laughs> That's what I thought of. <laughs> the details, Jamie. The, the details. All my details. <laughs> so now we see Andy's in bed. Pacey's sitting next to her. And she rolls over and she apologizes. And she's like, what's going to happen to her? What's going to happen to me, Pacey? I felt so bad for her. She's so sad. She's so upset and she's crying. And he tells her that she'll go see some more doctors and get on the right medication and she'll be fine. So she's crying and she's like, well, what if I'm not? And he's like, sorry, pal, that's just not in the cards. So she says that she's scared. And he says he is too. And she tells him that she doesn't want to lose him. And he's like, you're not, you're not going to lose me. So she tells him that she loves him so much. And he says it back to her. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I thought there was more to it. I was like, I know. Oh. I was, but they're it's like, so good. I don't they're know. like telling each other they love each other. But clearly we're going to have to figure out what's going to happen with Andy. And I do believe that Jack calls their father and he comes in the next episode. And Pacey's not happy about it. But we'll get into that next week with episode Ch-ch-ch-changes. Time may change me, but I can't change time. Oh boy. But yeah, that was a good episode. There was a lot. I have to tell you, it took me a long time to watch this episode and take notes because there was so much happening and there was so much dialogue and um, we got through it really fast, to be honest with you. <laughs> we, we really did. But I thought it was a, it was a good episode. We're, we're almost at the end of the season and I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do believe that we get Andy's situation taken care of and we have something else happened with joey's dad sad face and i'm assuming gal's gonna leave for philadelphia so maybe i'll see her around town (laughs) who knows (laughs) but yeah what did you think any last thoughts i liked it um i'm just super excited that we're about to get into season three Mm -hmm. um i'm just really excited for season three like i i hate to say it but i'm looking forward to when pacey and joey get together i love andy but i'm over andy i'm not over andy i'm a little bit over andy (laughs) i don't know i don't want to say that i'm over andy but some wild stuff starts happening later with her i honestly don't remember so we'll have to see But anyway, yeah, I'm glad that we both enjoyed it. It was a lot to take in for an episode. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Before we sign off, did you want to give your word? My my word of the day? I don't know if you guys have been practicing or you get to this point in our our podcast and you're like, I'm done. I'm not listening to them anymore. But if you're still Nobody does that, Jamie. (laughs) They all listen to the very ends. The very, very end. But, you know, if you're still with us... Um, we can do arigato, which is thank you. So everybody for the next week, I'm expecting you all to walk around and say arigato uh, <laughs> when you're, instead of saying thank you, this is what, this is what we're all going to do. We're all going to practice Japanese. <laughs> we will, we will have yeah. everything down pat by the, the series finale of this podcast of Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll we'll see how long this lasts but um <laughs> i am i'm in i'm into it so well i support you thank you we did get a really sweet dm from a listener named jess and Jess, we appreciate this so much. So I'm going to read it. She says, hi, Stephen and Jamie. Listening to your latest podcast, I'm at the part where you were thinking about going to auditions again. Hearing you reflect is so relatable. And I love hearing you would still do the podcast, even if no one listened, because you enjoy it. Every time you say that, it resonates with me. Your podcast has inspired me to look into things I used to enjoy before adulting took over. Also, Jamie talking about the book she's writing again. So inspiring. Love you both. And I hope to hear updates on those auditions. That was so freaking sweet. And she's right. Like when you start to like forget about the things that once made you so happy and like creative and you're like, why did I stop doing that? You start questioning. You're like, I got to start doing that stuff again. And the fact that she said we inspire her to like, do those things again it's like what <laughs> it's crazy to me her being inspired by us inspires me yeah. uh you know because it especially about my writing I haven't written in a while um just a lot of stuff that's been going on I got a little bit of writer's block right now so I have not picked up my notebook or opened you know my documents where everything's kind of stashed away so that just made me happy and I'm like huh oh, I feel like I need to get back into this expectation <laughs> I know. My first instinct was like, oh shit, now I feel like I have to go on audition and talk about it. (laughs) Because I recently realized that I'm a people pleaser and um, (laughs) I'm trying to please people as much as I don't want to. The pressure's on. You got to do that. I apparently, I'm going to have to put out this book. It's just going to have to happen now. People are expecting it. (laughs) You know what, Jamie? If anything ever comes of this podcast, it would blow my mind but it it genuinely genuinely makes me so happy to do this with you and I and I know it's like old news but like this makes me so happy and I'm so happy that we're still doing it and I feel like being creative doing this it it can like parachute off into doing things to help us be even more creative I feel like this is like sort of like a fuel to do those things I am determined to do something creative with my life, but I'm getting those, like, uh, I said it in the last episode, I'm just getting into this space where I'm just like, I want to be happy and I want to do things that make me happy. And this makes me happy. Being creative makes me happy. And I need to find something in that route with my life. You know, it just makes me think of that song. I just want to live. <laughs> I don't know what song that is. That's the only part of the song I can remember. Is one of the boy bands sings it. I don't know. Oh. older. But yeah, exactly though. Because no, I mean, not for nothing, but creative jobs are just, I feel like it's better for the soul, you know? I feel not like it's worth lot, more worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just want to do something like that makes me super happy and super proud of. And, you know, this is helping. So I'm glad. On that note, why don't you tell everybody where to find you? You can find me at jlynn underscore book lover. Um, and then from there, you can get to my bio link, link tree, which gives you links to literally everything. Creek talk. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. 
and you can rate and review us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you would like to, you can send us an email at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it on our next episode because we love hearing from our listeners. We do. Um, And you can find our link tree in any of our bios and Mm -hmm. find us everywhere on there. So go and check that out. But for now, we would just like to say thank you for listening. We hope everybody has a great weekend. Be kind to each other and tell your family, your loved ones that you love them because it's important. All of those things. Every single one of those things. And also, if it's the morning for you guys, just go around and tell everybody Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) Ohio, (laughs) Gazimus. Konnichiwa. (laughs) And arigato. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Ciao, <laughs> <Jamada. laughs>